This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Enchanted Island of You by L. Frank Baum. Read by Ted DeLorme in Fort Mill, South Carolina, November 2006. Chapter 21 The Wonderful Book of Magic. Whatever their fears might be, none of Prince Marvel's party hesitated to follow him along the path through the forest in search of the sorcerer, and by and by they came upon a large clearing. In the middle of this open space was a big building in such bad repair that its walls were tumbling down in several places, and all around it the ground was uncared for and littered with rubbish. A man was walking up and down in front of this building with his head bowed low, but when he heard the sound of the approaching horse's hoofs, he looked up and stared for a moment in amazement. Then, with a shout of rage, he rushed toward them and caught Prince Marvel's horse by the bridle. "'How dare you!' he cried. "'How dare you enter my forest!' Marvel jerked his bridle from the man's grasp and said in return, "'Who are you?' "'Me? Who am I? Why, I am the great and powerful Quitoful. So beware, beware my sorcery!' They all looked at the man curiously. He was short and very fat, and had a face like a puffball, with little red eyes and scarcely any nose at all. He wore a black gown with scarlet grasshoppers and junebugs embroidered upon the cloth, and his hat was high and peaked, with an imitation grasshopper of extraordinary size perched upon its point. In his right hand he carried a small black wand, and around his neck hung a silver whistle on a cord. Seeing that the strangers were gazing on him so earnestly, Quitoffel thought they were frightened. So he said again in a big voice, "'Beware my vengeance!' "'Beware yourself!' retorted the prince. "'For if you do not treat us more respectfully, I shall have you flogged.' "'What? Flog me?' shouted Quitoffel furiously. "'For this I will turn every one of you into grasshoppers, "'unless you at once give me all the wealth you possess.' "'Poor man!' exclaimed Nurl. "'I can see you are longing for that flogging. "'Will you have it now?' "'And he raised his riding-whip above his head.' Quitoffel stumbled backwards a few paces, and blew shrilly upon his silver whistle. Instantly a number of soldiers came running from the building, others following quickly after them, until fully a hundred rough-looking warriors, armed with swords and axes, had formed in battle array, facing the little party of Prince Marvel. "'Arrest these strangers!' commanded Quitoffel, in a voice like a roar. "'Capture them, and bind them securely, and then I will change them all into grasshoppers.' "'All right,' answered the captain of the soldiers, and then he turned to his men and shouted, 
Forward! Double quick march! They came on with drawn swords, at first running and then gradually dropping into a walk, as they beheld Nurl, Wool take him, King Terribus, and Marvel, standing quietly waiting to receive them, weapons in hand and ready for battle. A few paces off, the soldiers hesitated and stopped altogether, and Quitoffel yelled at the captain, "'Why don't you go on? Why don't you capture them? Why don't you fight them?' "'Why, they have drawn their swords,' responded the captain reproachfully. "'Who cares?' roared the sorcerer. "'We care,' said the captain, giving a shudder, as he looked upon the strangers. "'Their swords are sharp, and some of us would get hurt.' "'You're cowards!' shrieked the enraged Quitoffel. "'I'll turn you all into June-bugs!' At this threat the soldiers dropped their swords and axes, and all fell upon their knees, trembling visibly, and imploring their cruel master not to change them into June-bugs. "'Bah!' cried Nerl scornfully. "'Why don't you fight? If we will kill you, then you will escape being June-bugs.' "'The fact is,' said the captain woefully, "'we simply can't fight, for our swords are only tin, "'and our axes are made of wood, with silver paper pasted over them.' "'But why is that?' asked Wool Takem, while all the parties showed their surprise. "'Why, until now we have never had any need to fight,' said the captain, "'for everyone has quickly surrendered to us, or run away the moment we came near.' "'But you people do not appear to be properly frightened. "'And now, alas, since you have drawn upon us the great sorcerer's anger, "'we shall all be transformed into June-bugs.' "'Yes!' roared Quitoffel, hopping up and down with anger. "'You shall all be June-bugs, and these strangers I will transform into grasshoppers.' <laughs> "'Very well,' said Prince Marvel quietly. "'You can do it now.' "'I will! I will!' cried the sorcerer. "'Then why don't you begin?' inquired the prince. "'Why don't I begin? Why, I, I haven't got the enchantments with me, that's why. "'Do you suppose we great magicians carry around enchantments in our pockets?' "'returned the other in a milder tone.' "'Where do you keep your enchantments?' asked the prince. "'They're in my dwelling,' snapped Quitoffel, taking off his hat and fanning his fat face with the brim. "'Then go and get them,' said Marvel. "'Nonsense! If I went to get the enchantments, you would all run away,' retorted the sorcerer. "'Not so,' protested Nerl, who was beginning to be amused. "'My greatest longing in life is to become a grasshopper.' "'Oh, yes! Please let us be grasshoppers!' exclaimed the High Kai maids in the same breath. "'We want to hop! We want to hop! Please, please let us hop!' implored the bald-headed Kai, winking their left eyes at Wooltakem. "'By all means, let us become grasshoppers,' said King Terribus, smiling. And Wooltakem added, "'I'm sure your soldiers would enjoy being June-bugs, "'for then they wouldn't have to work. "'Isn't that so, boys?' 
the bewildered soldiers looked at one another in perplexity and the still more bewildered sorcerer gazed on the speakers with staring eyes and wide open mouth i insist said prince marvel upon your turning us into grasshoppers and your soldiers into june-bugs as you promised if you do not then i will flog you as i promised very well returned the sorcerer with a desperate look upon his face i'll go and find the enchantment and we'll go with you remarked the prince pleasantly so the entire party accompanied quitoffle into the house where they entered a large room that was in a state of much disorder let me see said the sorcerer rubbing his ears as if trying to think i wonder if i put them in this cupboard you see he explained no one has ever before dared me to transform him into a june-bug or a grasshopper so i have almost forgotten where i keep my book of enchantments no it's not in the cupboard he continued looking there but surely it must be in the chest it was not in the chest either and so the sorcerer continued to look in all sorts of queer places for his book of enchantments without finding it whenever he paused in his search prince marvel would say sternly go on find the book hunt it up we are all anxious to become grasshoppers and then quitoffle would set to work again although big drops of perspiration were now streaming down his face finally he pulled an old book from underneath a pillow of his bed and crying here it is carried it to the window he turned a few leaves of the book and then said how unfortunate the compound i require to change you into grasshoppers must be mixed on the first day of september and as this is now the eighth day of september i must wait nearly a year before i can work the enchantment uh, how about the june bugs asked nerle oh ah the june bug mixture can only be made at the dark of the moon said the sorcerer pretending to read and that is three weeks from now let me read it said prince marvel suddenly snatching the book from quitoffle's hands then he turned to the title page and read lives of famous thieves and impostors why this is not a book of enchantments that is what i suspected said terribus no one but a sorcerer can read the enchantments in this book declared quitoffle but he hung his head with a sheepish look for he knew his deception had been well understood is your own history written in this volume inquired marvel no answered the sorcerer then it ought to be said the prince for you are no sorcerer at all but merely a thief and an impostor End chapter twenty one chapter twenty two the queen of plenta the soldiers of quitoffle wanted to hang their old master at once for he had won their enmity by abusing them in many ways but prince marvel would not let them do this 
However, they tied the false sorcerer to a post, and the captain gave him a good whipping, one lash for each letter in the words Grasshopper and Junebug. Quitoffle howled loudly for mercy, but no one was at all sorry for him. Wool Take Him tied a rope around the impostor's neck, and when the party left the castle they journeyed all through the kingdom of Oriel, and at every town or city they came to, the reformed thief would cry out to the populace, Here is the terrible sorcerer, Quitoffle, who threatened to change you into grasshoppers and june-bugs. But you may see that he is a very common man, with no powers of sorcery whatever. And then the people would laugh and pelt mud at their former tyrant, and thank Prince Marvel for having exposed the false and wicked creature. And they called the son of their old king back to his lawful throne, where he ruled wisely and well. And the hoarded wealth of Quitoffle was divided among the people again, and soon the country became prosperous once more. This adventure was very amusing to the pretty High Kai of Twy. It afforded them laughter for many days, and none of the party ever saw a grasshopper or a June-bug afterward without thinking of the terrible sorcerer Quitoffle. They left that disgraced person grooming horses for his board in the stables of the new king, and proceeded upon their journey. Without further event they reached the splendid southern kingdom of Plenta, which was the most delightfully situated of any dominion in the enchanted island of Yu. It was ruled by a good and generous queen, who welcomed the strangers to her palace, and gave a series of gay entertainments in their honor. King Terebus was especially an object of interest, for every one had heard his name and feared him and his fierce people. But when they beheld his pleasant countenance and listened to his gentle voice, they began to regard him with much love and respect, and really Terebus was worthy of their friendship, since he had changed from a deformed monster into an ordinary man who had forbidden his people ever again to rob and plunder their weaker neighbors. But the most popular personages visiting at the court of the Queen of Plenta were the lovely High Kai of Twy. Although beautiful girls abounded in this kingdom, none could compare with the royal twins, and their peculiar condition only served to render them the more interesting. Two youths would approach the High Kai at the same time and invite them to dance, and in united voices they would accept the invitation and go whirling around the room with exactly the same steps, laughing at the same instant and enjoying the dance equally, but if one youth asked his partner a question, both the twins would make answer, and that was sure to confuse and embarrass the youth. Still the maids managed very well to adapt themselves to the ways of people who were singular, although they sometimes became a little homesick for Twy, where they were like all the other people. The bald-headed Kai kept watchful eyes on their youthful rulers, and served them very cheerfully, but with all their travels and experiences, the old men could never be convinced it was better to be singular than double. Prince Marvel was the real hero of the party, 
and Nerle received much attention on account of his master's popularity. He did not seem as unhappy as usual, and when the prince inquired the reason, his esquire answered that he believed the excitement of their adventures was fast curing him of his longing for something he could not have. As for the pleasure of suffering, he had had some experience of that, too, and it was not nearly so delightful as he had expected. Wooltakim was not a society man, so he stayed around the royal stables and made friends with the grooms, and traded his big black horse for two bay ones and a gold neck-chain, and was fairly content with his lot. And so the party enjoyed several happy weeks at the court of the good Queen of Plenta, until one day the terrible news arrived that carried them once more into exciting adventures. End chapter 22 The story will continue on the next file.